Before to start the episode of today, I want to give my deep condolences to the family and friends of Mikhail Golartz, the guy who, during the last Paris-Roubaix, just died because of an heart attack during the race. It's so hard to keep on going after these tragedies, but let's step ahead. Just remember a guy of 23 years old who was riding his dream and just his heart didn't go through the old way. Bicycle, cycling, as life, as huge moments of satisfaction, but also deep holes of pain. Well, we will continue riding, we will continue sharing all the happiness of this sport, but let's think about Michael Godlatz today and let's continue. Hello everybody and welcome to Brunvagun, your weekly dose of bicycle and bicycle stories and bicycle people. Together with you, Stefano, that last week gave you an April Fool. Yeah, I don't like Brunvagun. Brunvagun, such a thing. Everybody told me, continue with Brunvagun. Brunvagun, your special voice will be recognized by your accent. You cannot fake the American accent. I will never do it anymore. It was just an April Fool and I hope that you didn't feel lost because of it. But uh, what's what's happening? Hi everybody, I'm Lele, one of the organizers of La Resistente. La Resistente is a bicycle ride that puts together all the monuments to the anti-fascists of Cesena, a little town in the north of Italy. It will take place on uh, the 15th of April. Uh, More information on laresistente.it Just Lele crashed into my episode today, but yeah, go to www.laresistente.it and if you are around Italy just go to Cesena this Sunday 15 of April 9 o'clock and take part of this amazing ride against all the fascists of the world. Another couple of mentions, I have to say thank you to my sponsors and then thanks Wahoo and thanks Isador. Thanks Wahoo that together with Ingo gave me the contact for the interview of today. You will know more and thanks to you that are contact me all the time at hello at calamaro.cc that's my email instagram.com slash calamaro.cc and twitter.com slash read calamaro another mention you're gonna find here in the description below the new video that i've made actually daniels did when he was here in berlin for the berlin at Show. watch it and subscribe at its amazing youtube channel just follow the link, watch the video and click on the subscribe button. And don't forget to click the subscribe button also on my channels, spreaker.com slash listencalamaro or write on Apple Podcasts Broomwagon, Broomwagoon, sorry, Broomwagoon and smash the subscribe button. You are gonna receive updates every week. But just fly in the episode of today. Some days ago I had an interview with Ingo Urban from Wahoo and he was mentioning the Alpensin Gramfondo team. Then I got the contact of Jörg Ludwig, it's Ludwig, yeah, Ludwig, and uh, we got in contact, we tried, after a bit of difficulties on recording and whatever, we got the interview and then today, after my snap, you remember my snap, you will directly go into the interview. We talked about professional riders, some Italian guys, and then we talked about the adventure that is bringing on, I think now is the 11th edition. It's super cool, and also wait till the end, you're gonna get some cool tips on how to 
train for Etape du Tour. See you later. No way. Listen to you later. And today I'm here super happy to be talking with Jorg. Uh, I usually make some mistakes and I put myself in a ridiculous situation when I'm saying also the surname of my guest. So Jorg Ludwig. Hi Jorg, how are you doing? Yeah, that was the correct pronunciation already. Good morning. Yes, I'm fine. <laughs> Thanks for, for calling and um, happy to be with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm super happy too. It was actually a bit of a struggle because technology was not supporting us in this path. But now we are here, we are talking and hopefully keeping our finger crossed that everything is going to work. So uh, I'm super happy to have you here, Jorg. And we are talking together because Jorg is a former professional rider and now is one of the runners, is somebody who is running an amazing process together with... Uh, uh, Alpesin and yeah, but we're gonna talk about it. First of all, hi Jorg, and if you can give us a small introduction about yourself, it's always better my guests to talk about themselves than me because I would can make some mistakes. So go ahead. Uh, yeah, thank you. I'm 42 years already. Yes, father of a three-year-old beautiful daughter. I'm very happy. Changed the life, <laughs> changed my life a little bit, but it's uh, the best I can imagine and. Um, 10 kilograms ago and 10 years ago, I finished my <laughs> pro career. I've been a pro rider in the Italian squad Saeco and Domina Vacanze, as well as T-Mobile. Mm -hmm. Have been able to ride three Tour de France, one Giro d'Italia, and I guess three or four wow. Tour of Spain. And uh, 2007, I quit this, let's call it career. It sounds good. It wasn't even a real career as I've been a more or less a bottle bringer for the big guys. But in the end, I, I was um, always very happy. I could make my hobby become my job and at least I could live out of the money I gained. I've seen the world. I've seen the worlds. So I took part in Plouy in the world championships as a pro rider. And yeah, in the end, it was a beautiful time. But in 2007, we had so much struggle and so much chaos due to yeah. all these uh, former problems in pro cycling, mainly in Germany, that I decided to take the opportunity to be head of sales for very nice products made in Germany, handcrafted, called Lightweight. Maybe some of you guys know these beautiful full carbon wheels. So I decided 2007 to change the sides and to sell high-end road racing material and now since three years i'm officially employed by alpesin caffeine shampoo maybe you guys know it it's uh germany's best sold man's hair shampoo to avoid hair loss yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, don't talk to me about this kind of stuff because i'm completely bold i should have been known <laughs> this thing before or, you know, why didn't they invent it when I was a kid, when I was actually 18 years old? So at the end of the 90s, I, I would be actually use it with a lot of pleasure. But right now it's fine. I can use it for my beard, maybe. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Just stay maybe on your professional uh, riding and uh, yeah, your experience in the Pro Tour. I just want to ask really, really briefly, because I want to move further to the new adventure that you're living right now, but stepping before on your Pro 
riding experience. Which one are the riders that you appreciated the most and you think you say, wow, this guy is completely a monster. I'm talking about your teammates or out of your teammates, whatever you want. And on the other side, the race, the, the race that you like the most. Now we are in the period of the Paris-Roubaix, next Sunday, Tour de Flanders, last Sunday, and blah, blah, blah. Which one was your favorite one? It's always um, a little bit the background where you have done well and in which races you didn't, sure. didn't perform well. Uh, this is a little bit the emotional side which always kicks you back in those days. And um, actually, I did well in the um, Tour de France for young riders, so-called Tour de l'Avenir in those days. Mm -hmm. And I could win the first stage in Plumelec in 99. So this is something I really love. But in general, I'm really happy to race in the heat, in the sun. I loved the Giro d'Italia because we had really nice weather. We had beautiful hotels and we did well. We um, achieved also to, to have the Maglia Rosa in the team in that year. So... In the end, the Giro d'Italia and the youngster Tour de France has been something which is still deeply in my mind. And regarding the riders at the moment, I'm pretty happy we have in nearly every race about 20 guys who can win, even if Quickstep is winning everything at the moment. It's true. <laughs> at least it's, it seems that 15 to 20 riders have the possibility, let's say, at least on the paper, to win the races. Sagan is strong, but not the superhero. Greg van Avermaet is not winning as in 2017. He's a strong guy, but he's not unbeatable. And um, this is something I really like. One of my favorites is still Mikhail Kwiatkowski. He's able to be super strong on nearly every underground. He's good in time trial. He's on the couples. He can go uphill, but also him he has bad days as well, which makes the racing these days a lot more curious, a lot more... Uh, engaging, I would say. Engaging, yes, engaging. Perfect. And what about your past then? Which one were the riders that you appreciated the most when you were in the peloton? Ah, um, we are very happy to have Maurizio Fondrius, the Italian ex-world wow. champion <laughs> 30 years ago, as our testimonial for it, Italy. And this is the reason also why, because I engaged him to do this job right now for us. For sure, he has beautiful hair. That's the other side. Yeah, yes. Um, <laughs> yeah. But he's a super good guy. He's a nice ex-hero, ex-pro um, rider and one of the best characters in cycling I've ever known. And he was so perfectly mounted on his bike regarding his position. It's true, it's true. Super elegant. Super elegant when he was riding, always full gas. He was the first guy riding on indoor trainers after the race and everybody was laughing. He was the first guy mounting a lot more easy gears to have 90 to 100 RPM per minute. And everybody was laughing at him. Hey, Maurizio, you are not able to ride with 39.23? Ha! Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you are not strong enough. And in the next race, who was the winner? Uphill, Maurizio Fondriest. So he was somebody who always was upfront the others a little bit, who was always able and interested in new and modern things. And that's why I really liked him, even if I've not raced with him in my time. When I was a rider, I really appreciated 
guys like Freire, Oscar Freire, because he was always nice, even to writers like me, always very friendly person. Paolo Bettini was one of those guys. He won 20 races a year and he was asking me, hey, Lude, uh, you have the new handlebar, do you like it? And I was so proud. The world champion was talking to me. Now, and we are still, we don't see each other very often, but if we see each other, it's, it's still like a small friendship. And that's what I like most about these guys. And yeah, a great answer. And actually, I think that we can link directly on this topic while talking on the next one. So I, it looks like you really appreciate the human, um, so the human link, the you know, human attachment, the human relationship. And uh, this comes out from your words pretty clearly. Was this one of the reasons why you decided then you start working with, let's say, hobby riders, with small team, not professional one, in the continuation of your career instead of sticking on pro teams or whatever? What happened over there? Yeah, we have uh, decided 10 years ago to go for this idea to do an application where people can apply to be part of a team which makes your individual cycling dreams become true. So we have people who suffered of cancer want to come back into their sportive life. We've had people 40 kilograms overweight and I made them lose a lot of weight to be able to finish the Ötztaler Marathon again. This year we have rookies who didn't know up front where's the shifter and where's the brake on a road bike and I want to make it happen that they, these guys are able to ride Le Tap de Tour mm -hmm. on 8th of July which will be a tough target because uh, two years uh, excuse me uh, two weeks ago in the training camp we have really seen that we have still a lot things technical things training a lot potential to discover and to uh, put in line so it will be a very tough thing to to really be able to finish let up the tour for those rookies but in the end it gives you so much satisfaction i really like it and i have learned that these individual cycling dreams are more important than helping people in the hobby range try to win races yeah for sure for sure uh, let's go directly on actually you gave us already a great explanation of the project but to go a bit more in details over there we are talking about the grand fondo alpesin team right how does it work you are launching every year something like a call okay who wants to participate with us on this year is going to be the etape du tour and blah, blah blah you have to do this and whatever how does it work and what does it consist Yes, uh, we are now in the 11th year, 10 years ago. Wow. Or 11 years ago, actually, we discovered the idea while having a media partner called Roadbike Magazine, the German print mm -hmm. magazine, which is now for sure also available online. Roadbike out of the Motorpresse Verlag. And um, they have been founded 11 years ago, starting with the idea together with my boss, hey, we need something unique. We need something which has never been done like this. And this is also the reason why we are called kind of, yeah, the original of this genre, of this scene. So 11 years ago, the road bike magazine together with Alpesin decided to do kind of a team every year, new riders. 
every year a new application form where people can try to enter mm -hmm. doing the Ötztaler Radmarathon or now this year L'Etape de Tour. We have a strong team at the Tour de France, Marcel Kittel and Ilno Zakarin. So we have decided, yeah. hey, let's go in the slipstream of the pros and have also the hero event, the Tour de France. That should be a nice new target. So every year in late autumn, late winter, or early winter, people have the chance to apply on www.elpesincycling.com. You have to quickly inform us about some background of your personality and then we have a jury which then decides who's going to be in the team for each year this year it was really hard we really achieved 7000 people applying for these 14 spots which are now this year this year the first time international wide okay and we have uh, four ladies and 10 men out of five different countries And the good thing is the industrial background of my history. So I'm pretty happy we are being supplied by sponsors and partners such as Katusha Sports, Oakley, uh, Kenyon with the bikes, SRAM, Zip. So Wahoo as well, right? Wahoo is supporting you. Wahoo as well, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wahoo, Swift, Strava. Um, if you are, I don't want to forget anybody. No, 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 it's Thanks fine. to everybody. <laughs> I just wanted to mention Ingo because he was the one actually putting us in contact. So that's why I was mentioning Wahoo. It's in the deep of my heart. So. Yeah, yeah. And to be honest, it's the first computer I'm able to really uh, work with. It's the, same, it's the same with our technical problems you have mentioned. We call it Error 40. It's always the error, the problem of the guy in front of the device, 40 centimeters. Okay. That's why we call it Error <laughs> right. 40. Okay. For sure. Stefano, it has been my personal problem to not be able to talk to you earlier yeah. because I wasn't able to handle handle these tools. No, but in the end, we have a super nice setup. We have exactly the same partners uh, like the professional team. Uh, for sure, a Kenyan Air Road with 25 centimeters. This level of uh, handlebar and saddle isn't working for rookies. So we have chosen the Endurance Uh, Kenyan Endurance uh, CFLS SLX mm -hmm. CFSLX uh, as the as the best bike for us, including disc brakes and E-tap Zip Wheel 303, um, the Aero cockpit, and as mentioned, the Wahoo computer, Conti tires, uh, really nice Northwave shoes. Oakley, we have a sponsor for a caravan. Now, really happy with all this um, environment I could build up. This is a little bit the secret of this idea, because if you want to play, feel like a pro, then you have to use the same and the high-end equip equipment like the pros do. And this is uh, something really much appreciated and I guess one of the reasons why so many people try to become part of this team. On the other hand, we have the so-called all-stars the people who have been in the team the last 10 years okay 90 of their of them are still part of the alpesin family are still joining the events and then 10 times a year around 10 times a year we have vips or journalists for so-called feel like a pro weekends and 
if everything went well, we have kind of a four kind of four projects in one project. So, for example, we go to Frankfurt on the first of May. We will have riders of the current of the new 2018 team. There we will have all-stars, we will have the professional riders around the second place to Rick Zabel from last year, and we will have also journalists there. Okay. So in the end, we always try to have um, a super nice lineup for an event which we are organizing, including this 360-degree cycling of Alpecin. Okay, okay. It looks really, really interesting. But going back to the participants, how uh, people got chosen over there? How is the selection mode? Why did you select these 14 participants of the team, members of the team? Fortunately, we had the big luck to generate new media partners such as Eurosport, Men's Health, as mentioned, Roadbike is in since 11 years as the founder of this idea but also Cycling Plus and Bicycling NL. Uh -huh. And we want to for sure make clear to have participants, which each reader, which each consument of these media has the possibility to find himself in the story. So we try to build relations with the consumers, with the fans, with the people con um, following us with the possibility to find themselves inside the story. That's why we choose, I think it's a very good variety. It's a bright variety of different characters. And this has been also very motivating two weeks ago in Caldaro al Lago, mm -hmm. where we had our first trainings camp. This has been such a homogenic team, even if the some people are three times older than others, yeah. even if some people don't even speak English pretty well. There has been such a nice team spirit after only one week. And this is the thing which makes me yeah, really a little bit proud already. Yeah, you should. You should. And uh, what about last year's? Do you have something like one episode that you will always remember of the last edition of this event, of this project? In 2013, mm -hmm. we did the Ötztaler. We had three ladies in the team. Maybe some of the people listening to this nice podcast is remembering the downhill because he did it from the Kütai, the first downhill of the race. Mm -hmm. Zero degrees, 100 k's an hour Crazy. and rain, rain, rain. So from the wind chill factor feeling, we had minus 16 degrees. Wow. This was an awful, a very bad day. I've been happy because I could finish second, but the best of the day was being able to welcome two of my ladies in the team after 13 hours of riding. Uh -huh. This is a story which I will never ever forget yeah. because they've been already in front of the broom wagon, in front of the uh, camion ballet. Yeah, 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 yeah. They've been in the cars, they've been standing on the road. Oh, it's so cold, we can't. Let's go, 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 come on, we have to finish. Okay, we try, we try. And then they were coming to the finish line. 2013 was a crazy year. It has been that cold, you can't really imagine when you didn't take part yourself. And I was so happy seeing them cruising inside the finish area towards the finish line in Zölden 
that I was almost crying, or maybe I was crying. <laughs> yeah, I can understand. And uh, Claudie and Pinky, the two girls those days, uh, were crying as well. And that was one of the most emotional moments, even of my complete cycling career. I really can see the point. You can really get super emotional, especially if something related not to yourself, but to somebody that you are trying to help to reach a goal. I can understand it. Yes. Let's go to the last thing, actually, because as you all know, guys, on the other side, and as also you know, Jörg, I'm going to have the same goal as you guys have. So I'm going to also participate to the Etap du Tour this year. And I'm super sorry that I didn't know about this project before. Otherwise, I would apply as well to be part of the team. It's going to be for next year, probably. And um, yeah, the idea here is that I'm going to do the Etap du Tour. So we're talking about almost 5,000 meters of altitude of climbing, plus 170, I think, kilometers, whatever. So a lot of climbs that I'm not used to do here in Berlin. And uh, yeah, a lot of time on the bicycle. That's not a problem, I believe. And before I've also to do the Maratona de Dolomiti, but that's another story. Give me a couple of tips on my training. Something that you have to say, okay, if you want to train, you have to do this, you have to do that. I can understand that also the best one would be take one week and go and climb the Alps. I will try to do it. I went to Mallorca ready to put some climb in my legs. Help me with something more. Yeah, first of all, very much appreciated. If you would apply, would be nice. Uh, try to enter in the team. It's um, for a lot of people the best cycling gear of their life, what they've mentioned themselves. So there's uh, a lot of fun also included in this project. But um, yeah, we only have two and a half months. Um, I can really push that you should really take care of your technical skills okay we d we don't know each other very well so i don't know how how good you are in in descending but um, if you are more safe on the bike you can also relax a little bit more in the downhill parts and uh, for sure and they're not super good in the downhill so everybody knows it so but yeah that's a great tip and it's not only that you lose time in the downhill but you lose so much power because you have to concentrate you are not able to put on a jacket while riding you have you are you're stressing yourself while eating a muesli bar in the downhill because you are not used to it and these are the little things which i try to make my people believe in okay to to do stretching and to use the black roll is one thing but to also work on the technical skills on the bike imagine two weeks ago we've been in Caldaru I've mentioned yeah. and nobody of them ever did an emergency braking with their bike really I said hey you guys some some of you are 20 years on the bike and nobody told you to to try an emergency brake like Break as hard as you can without blocking the back wheel okay no nobody did that Oof. and things like that help you so much to be pilot in, instead of passenger. This is something I try to teach all my people when I'm around with them. You gotta be the pilot of your bike and not the passenger. And when you achieve this, when you are the pilot, when you know how your bike handles, how your bike breaks, how your bike moves in the corners, then you have gained so much more. So I always say, if you train slow, you have to train really slow. If you train hard, you have to go really hard. Yeah. And 
all the stuff in between is just pushing the power out of the battery. Yeah. Because you never you never increase your performance level. So if you have a five hour easy going basic training mode, then do just five hours 120 heart rate instead of 135. Okay. And if you have to do five times five minutes full gas on the FTP, yeah. then do five minutes five times perfectly on the FTP. So from my point of view, these three things are very important. The training has to be really established like it's written down. Okay. Go slower, slow and go harder, hard. Yeah. Take care of your stretching once a day, 20 minutes in the morning, in the evening, a little bit black roll stuff or things like that. Okay. And help help yourself getting, becoming pilot instead of being a passenger of your own bike. These three things help such help help you so much more than just training four hours full gas every day keep uh, this in in your mind instead of doing four hours in the bike when you have four hours yeah do three hours and 20 minutes then you have 40 minutes to do some skills up front the training and to do some stretching this is from my point of view by far more then you can achieve with four hours of only cycling training. Great. That's really one of the best tips that I have received in this uh, in this podcast. Thanks a lot for it. I will maybe write you in private to let me uh, to let you <laughs> tell me something like which kind of stretching should I do or whatever. But thanks a lot. So, You're welcome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you really a lot. You're welcome. Okay, we have the last three minutes and I can tell you that it was a pleasure to talk with you. And... Uh, if you want to add something else, that's the moment. You have a couple of minutes to do it. And yeah. Yeah, Stefano, thanks for listening. And uh, has been very nice. Very much appreciated that I could be guest and part of your nice podcast. Um, it's, it's hard to believe what I've mentioned before, but <laughs> it's a really good advice, I guess. A lot of people who have finally chosen this way to train slower slow and harder hard to do a bit of stretching and to work on their skills on the bike they still love it i have one guy who worked on his skills and he did the Ötztaler afterwards with 20 minutes less because he was able to descend in a better way he was more comfortable he was able to eat and drink on the bike instead of stopping he was able to put on a jacket while riding and get it back into his jersey pocket so if you can work on these things it saves a lot more time and makes riding your bike more enjoyable for sure for sure then again thanks a lot and i believe that we are gonna see each other in ansi for the 8th of july and the top two tour maybe before maybe i can come on one of your events let's see but for sure the our meeting point is gonna be in ansi the morning of the start that's the latest you're always invited to bielefeld stefano thanks a lot and Good luck with your preparation for France. Thanks a lot and enjoy your day. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Bye-bye. And thanks a lot, Jörg. It was really, really great pleasure, especially when yesterday morning I just received a full package of Alpesynth stuff. Some sun cream for my head and also the kit of the ride of the team and uh, ah, a lot of cool stuff. If you are following me on Instagram, you would have seen the content of the old package. 
Ah, my Instagram account. Yes, Instagram.com slash CalamaroCC. That's my Instagram account. Twitter.com slash ReadCalamaro. That's my Twitter account. And hello at Calamaro.cc. There is where you can find me all the time that you want. And just remember, if you want some stickers, just write me an email and you're going to receive. And uh, sorry, Yodi, your stickers are in the pipeline. I got really bad weekend, so I could not ship it to you. It's going to be around by the end of the week, I think you're going to receive. And like you, also all the other people that just asked me for some stickers. If you want more, send me an email. You know where to find me. Or just find me in the social networks. It's fine. Then what else? Thanks to my sponsors, Isadora and Wahoo. Wahoo, that's okay, Ingo. We are going to see each other this weekend at Develop Berlin, the trade show that is going to happen at Temple of Erfeld this weekend. Everybody who is in Berlin, just come. And if you are there, just ping me. We are going to drink a coffee and not drinking beer, drink a coffee together. And if you are in Cesena, north of Italy or whatever you want, go to La Resistente, laresistente.it. Thanks everybody and talk to you next week. Ciao, ciao.